now it's time for the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, featuring health news, opinion, and insight from Wesley Chapel's concierge medicine physician, Dr. Tommy McElroy. And thank you for joining us today. This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show. I'm Dr. Tommy McElroy, and uh, I had a question the other day about what is sports medicine? Do you just work with athletes? Sports medicine, what I practice, is a practice where you basically do anything that's related to active individuals. It doesn't have to be athletes. It can be someone uh, who's a weekend warrior. It can be an a, a athlete that's a high-end high athlete, or it could just be somebody who has uh, shoulder pain or neck pain or something like that. So sports medicine, from a primary care standpoint, what we do is non-surgical treatment of orthopedic problems, but also the uh, issues that surround active individuals, whether it be concussion, whether it be heat illness, whether it be uh, issues that are conditioning issues, such as overtraining, and that's what a sports medicine doctor does. And today I have the pleasure of being in the studio with Cynthia Factor, who is going to educate us about um, organics and uh, vegan materials, but also to give us an idea of why she ended up where she is now and how she, with the journey that brought her from a, a chemist to what she does now. Cynthia, how are you doing oh, today? Good morning. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about your history. Um, I, start, I started off as a chemist, as you stated. Um, I worked over 15 years in a medical lab, and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, I actually went into that, just basically um, went into college. Um, I had to pay for it myself, and I opened the book and said, oh, this looks easy when I went to study for it. Obviously, it wasn't that easy, but I did manage to get through. So you and, thought chemistry was easy? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> did, you, did you think organic chemistry was easy as well? Um, actually, I loved organic chemistry. Oh, I thought that was... And I loved calculus, and anything oh. that was more of the higher end, for some odd reason, was easier for me than the lower end. Okay. I know that sounds really crazy. My grades were always better in the weird things than they were in the ones that people would think were easy. Okay. I don't know why. Um, that's just probably the way I think. Um, loved it, loved it. Um, but... As I was moving on, I worked for a private, not for um, actually for a not-for-profit hospital. It was a thousand not-for-profit hospital, and it was great. Um, they say those hospitals at the time were government-run, and that may have been true. I don't know all the business ethics involved, but it was it was nice. It was all patient care. You cared about the patients. The doctors would come down to the lab, and you'd work together. Mm -hmm. um, the doctors, nurses, everybody would work together. Well, and so this was early on um, in your career. Right, early on in the career. And mm -hmm. it was it was a lot of fun because you got to know the pathologists and you got to know the people doing the surgeries. And you knew the doctors because you all worked together because medicine is not um, just one person. Um, it's To me, it's a puzzle. And you have to take all the pieces of the puzzle and you have to put them together. So when a nurse says they're the best at what they do or a, a lab person says they're the best at what they do and they really need us or a doctor says they're the best at what they do, nobody is. You need the puzzle and you need to put it together. And that's how you get the patient healthy is by mm -hmm. putting the pieces together. The problem is, is when um, insurance companies, <laughs> I hate to say that, stepped into the picture early on, you started to see that patient care go down. So and describe that. What do you mean? Um, we, you, you work in a lab and the doctors want their, um, the results when they walk in in the morning at 6 o'clock in the morning, which is fine. They should have them so they could look at the chart and see how the patient's done through the night. And you'd have the phlebotomoscope, they would do all the draws and they'd come down and you would do the work. And you're talking thousands upon thousands of specimens. One patient could have five to ten specimens coming out of the body to do the work for. And that was all well and good. You had the time. And you could look at the labels and you could look at, you almost knew who the patients were and they were labeled properly. And 
Then it got to the point where now the doctors wanted the results at four o'clock in the morning because they had to put things on charts by six o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. So then you backed it up. So then you saw the same amount doing more patients with less people because your night shift almost always wasn't the same. So then this would go on like every four hours, all of a sudden the doctors wanted the exact same tests four to six hours apart, mm -hmm. okay, for insurance purposes because the insurance wanted to see this right and you had and then they started taking away the people so you had a lab of maybe just estimated 30 people that suddenly went down to 15 people and okay. then it doubled the work and it doubled the work or tripled it even well pretty much tripled it and you were expected to do so much more and you couldn't always it, it, you had to do it so fast you almost couldn't look at what you were doing yeah and we've had that trouble too we'll we'll have uh, some vendors we'll deal with i won't use any names but we'll say hey uh did you uh get this uh order from us and they say well you know we get uh you know this many thousand orders a day so basically well, no well we didn't and uh it doesn't matter because the volume supersedes quality in their mind. Well, I worked um, part-time um, for years um, at, on a, at a huge lab conglomerate where the, pay, where the specimens came um, from all around the world. And I'll give you a perfect example. Um, one night, it was very easy to do 24,000 urine specimens in an eight-hour period. 24,000? Okay. 24,000, and you had to get them done. Okay, <laughs> I'm not kidding you when I say when I say as a, a chemist myself, I have made mistakes doing that. Whereas sure. the one patient got one off at mm -hmm. all twenty four thousand of them off, and Absolutely. you don't catch it until the end. And there's been times where you didn't catch it, and someone else caught it because you had so many to do in a short period of time. And so uh, I'm I'm in the studio here with Cynthia Factor. We're talking about uh, how business sometimes doesn't mingle well with. Uh, quality if, it, if it's volume driven versus quality driven and when we return we're going to talk a little bit more about what the transition was from that high pressure uh, type of environment to what she felt like was a more uh, uh, fitting uh, profession for her and this Ask Dr. Tommy show we'll be right back. Hi there this is Dr. Tommy McElroy. You didn't go to medical school so you could fill out paperwork. Got into medicine because you wanted to help people. You want to make a difference. You want to heal and connect with your patients. Atlas MD is the EMR that will help you get to where you always wanted to go. Learn how to transition your practice to direct care and learn more about Atlas MD EMR at atlas.md. That's A-T-L-A-S dot M-D. And thank you for joining us again. This is Ask Dr. Tommy Show, and I'm uh, joined in the studio here with Cynthia Factor. And Cynthia... Tell us a little bit, okay, so you, you're in this high-pressure uh, environment, and then you said, that I need a career change, and tell us about what, what drove that and what you did. Um, trying to change a career in a very specialized field was very difficult. Um, I got to the point where I was even looking for waitressing jobs, <laughs> just to get the heck out. Yeah. Um, I'd had enough. Um, they actually did a statistic at the time, and I don't know if it's the same now, where um, people work in labs were the highest suicide rate in really? the world um, because we were not allowed to make mistakes ever yeah. it was not even a question you weren't allowed to do it so mm -hmm. try working in a job where you're never ever allowed to make a mistake right. just think about that and that was fine but I was done um, long story short I got into a career um, actually um, project managing and um, 
um, doing um, programming for computers for hospital laboratories. Okay. So most of us that worked there had some sort of science background because we had to actually program the computers and test them and do everything for the hospitals. Um, this was a lot of fun at first, um, and then HIPAA came along. <laughs> and not to say HIPAA is a bad thing, I think it's a great thing that allows um, patients privacy. Mm-hmm. But it also has a huge um, setback or fallback on the computer world because computers are not easy to not have privacy, too easy to hack. So that job itself became um, a a major amount of work. I loved it, don't get me wrong, but again, it was kind of almost the same thing. A lot of pressure. The insurance company said you couldn't put this in the system and that couldn't go in the system. And then, unfortunately, um, hospital workers are um, like teaching old dogs new tricks. They don't like new computer systems and yes. all that good stuff. And that's fine, but it, it was it was a challenge, and I was done with it. It wasn't anything wrong. I was just done with it. Um, I got into what I'm doing now um, basically by accident. Um, I was working full-time. I had two little children, and my youngest has severe eczema when she was born. Mm-hmm. So being a chemist, I do not like um, chemical products on my person or ingesting them at all. So I had to look around to find something to give her this poor little child's eczema. So your, your child, she was treated there with all the standard type of eczema treatments. She was treated with all the eczema treatments, the steroid treatments, everything. Mm-hmm. And all it did was once it would cure, it would come right back again. Right. Um, I had an eight-month-old who couldn't wear a diaper because um, the eczema would counteract with the feces in the urine and would burn her little bottom. Oh. So there's a, not a mother out there who wants an eight-month-old child running around with a diaper no. for weeks on end. And it was horrible because she would scream. Um, anytime something had happened, it would hurt her quite a bit. So um, long story shorter, I was in a, a, with a group of mothers, and one of the ladies there was actually selling the product that I'm um, associated with now. It's called Arbonne, mm-hmm. and um, it's all natural. And she said, give it a try. And at that point, I was like, fine, I need to try something. Right. And it worked. (laughs) So what do you think is the difference then between, you know, the standard treatment stuff and then the things that, you know, aren't quote unquote medicine or whatever that, but they work. Why is that? Um, If you look back, and and I know this is going to sound crazy. If you look back, even centuries or 20 or 30 years ago, well, let's just say 50 years ago, um, there wasn't all these creams and... Um, things to put on you and things to digest and pills to take to cure anything mm-hmm. right a lot the doctor and I'm not that old I know you can't see me with <laughs> but there used to be doctors who would come to your house and they would do the overall okay mm-hmm. a lot and nowadays it's not that way you could go to the doctor and say you have heartburn and they're going to give you a pill right. for a simple heartburn well why are you getting the heartburn what are you eating That's not agreeing with you. A pill for every ill. A pill for every ill. Mm -hmm. Um, Perfect example is myself. Um, Olive oil gives me heartburn. Mm -hmm. Not all olive oil. Fake olive oil. (laughs) So you think it's more of the the things that are in uh, adulterants potentially that are causing it, and then if you remove those and then use something more natural, then it's like the body heals itself? The body will heal itself. It's meant to heal itself. Yeah, we have a patient who had a bad case of psoriasis, and she um, had every treatment that is known to man for psoriasis and none of them worked very well none of them worked at all actually right it to cure it quote unquote make it go away it made them a little bit better but didn't ever make it go away we have this cleanse product that we have here and i was a little bit skeptical at first because anytime i hear cleanse you think of oh 10 day cleanse and then it's going to make you feel like you're 21 again and blah 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 and i thought you know partially voodoo but you know what we have here is we have a you know pharmaceutical grade supplement so we tried it 
and or she tried it and actually her psoriasis went away for four months completely gone and then it came back but the thought is is maybe if you do it again it'll go away but my point is is what your point is, is yes the body can heal itself well you're taking you have to take two elements into account you have to take in what you ingest and also the crack that you're putting oh excuse me that you're putting <laughs> on your skin yeah. okay if you look at the ingredients and people hate to do that but uh -huh. if you really just do it say for even 10 days and kind of mm -hmm. make yourself educated you'll see everything in there that is also in plastic paints carpet dust mm -hmm. wood things that shouldn't be on your skin and things you shouldn't be eating in any way shape or form and you have this uh statistic you say if you put something on your skin within was it 20, 20 seconds 23 it's in your seconds it's in your bloodstream that's through your skin that's through your skin not injected that's that's just, just through your skin, skin. Yeah. um and i always tell people think of a breath control patch the mm -hmm. reason that it first came out it's a transdermal patch to bypass your liver okay mm -hmm. goes straight to your bloodstream they use it for pain pills they use it for nicotine they use it for um trying to get drug addicts off their drugs mm -hmm. because it goes straight into your bloodstream and starts working so think about that you might think oh this little bit of um, soap or this little bit of shampoo that I'm using is not harmful to me. If you're putting a medicinal patch on you that goes into your skin in 23 seconds to start working, what makes you think that little bit of soap isn't harming you? What one of the things that you know your product Arbon is is it's, it says they're vegan and organic. What right. is tell for someone who's not a vegan or organic? What is what does those terminology connotate? Uh, what does that mean? A vegan is someone who chooses not to ingest or put on their skin anything that has to do with an animal. Okay. And there's different versions of a vegan. You can just be a vegan who chooses not to eat meat or chicken. Okay. Or, and then there's those that won't even do eggs or fish. Right. And then there's those that won't go anywhere near anything that goes anywhere near an animal. So, so if you're if you have a vegan product, what does that mean? It means you are not being tested on animals okay. or animal byproducts. If you know anything about the um um Met, uh, let's say personal product industry that includes your shampoos, your conditioners, your toothpaste, everything. Every single solitary one of those is tested on animals at some point. Or they use animal byproducts, meaning like a horse's hoof or uh, liver intestines or sheep skins or things like that. Um, all that stuff is in those products. Okay, they give them fancy names, but you have sheep skins, you have sheep wool. Um, lanolin is just a form of a sheep wool. That's mm -hmm. all it is, if you look at that. So all these things, or whey, whey is just a byproduct of milk, mm -hmm. which comes from a cow. So when you're saying vegan certified, none of this is in the picture. Okay. And then organic means? Organic is your natural foods, not grown with any type of pesticide. The thing with organic is you cannot guarantee, unless you're doing it out of your own backyard, and you know what you're doing, that that's a true organic product. Because mm -hmm. um, organic, if someone slaps organic on something, you can automatically mark it up you know, 50% and then hopefully someone will buy it. Right, but here's the thing with that. Um, organic in the grocery stores, and um, I've researched that, and they might have changed it, but it only has to be technically 75% organic to hit the grocery stores. Mm -hmm. But as I tell people, you can have a field of 75% organic product. The next field next to it could not be okay but your 75 percent organic so maybe you took 75 percent of that pesticide out of there what's to say the other 25 percent isn't the worst pesticide you've ever had in your life mm -hmm. compared to the other 75 percent so you have to weigh your pros and cons on this um i always tell people this if you just do a pure vinegar wash on your fruits and vegetables mm -hmm. i take a pure bottle of vinegar i toss it in the sink i put more vinegar to water i throw everything in there mm -hmm. you can clean the bejesus out of your stuff 
vinegar also makes them last longer mm -hmm. and you're good to go you're not going to get a hundred percent of that stuff off of there you're just not right and this is dr tommy show we're in the studio with cynthia factor and when we return we'll talk a little bit more about uh, what she likes to do in her spare time and then what she has plans for the future and this is Ask dr tommy show we'll be right back hey everyone there's no doubt you have questions about what happens in concierge medicine more specifically what would it look like if you did something similar too I want to tell you about a gathering place where you can find answers to those questions and others and learn just what exactly these types of doctors do. On August 12 and 13 in Atlanta, Georgia, the 2016 Concierge Medicine Assembly hosted by Concierge Medicine Today is a place where you can be creative for a few short hours, explore those what-if questions, and interact with other physicians kneecap to kneecap who've rescued their career and live to talk about it. To learn more, visit conciergemedicineassembly.com. We hope to see you in Atlanta this fall. This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, and I'm with Cynthia Factor. And uh, what are the things that you're doing that you're working on? Um, Arbon is a network marketing company, and I know that's a dirty word for a lot of people, but it's not. Um, it's actually one of your truest forms of capitalism. You have to work to earn. You're not given a salary. Mm -hmm. um, what the problem people have with that is they automatically think um, a pyramid or automatic richness. Okay, right. you don't get rich in any business that you do. What do you think you do that is though? That people think that about network marketing. There was a company, and that company unfortunately is still around. That um, went about with no rules. There uh -huh. wasn't rules until 1969 when uh -huh. it came to network marketing and that company was there before. And unfortunately, it's almost like um, we her we had hereditary bad luck going just from wording from this company. They cheated people out of things and okay. they were a true pyramid. I mean, and unfortunately, you still try, people try to do that even though there's laws. They get shut down pretty quickly. The most they'll last is about two years and they'll be shut down. And unfortunately, people don't do their homework a lot of times either. They tend to go with the hype. Um, there is no such thing as instant gratification in anything you do. Whether you want to lose weight, get muscles, mm -hmm. as we're talking about, get healthy. be healthy, yeah. or get rich. Right. There just isn't. You have to work for it. The blessing of this type of company is you can do it on a part-time basis. Um, I started it with my full-time job, my two children, and my husband who travels consistently. And yet I still manage to get a business going. Um, you just do it in the little itsy bitsy parts of your life, 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there, um, eight hours there. As long as it's a consistent type of thing, you're mm -hmm. going to be successful. It's a given. It's almost a guarantee, mm -hmm. but it's not a get rich quick. It just isn't. Right. Um, you have to work to earn. And this isn't also a business of your, um, they always say, they always look for stay at home moms. Well. Why is that? Just because they figure they have like a little spare they, time here they and there? They do figure they have spare time and they figure that we're bored. Well, I'll put my stay-at-home mom, and I've never been one, unfortunately, but I'll put a stay-at-home mom against anybody working a full-time job anytime. They're, I can promise you they're doing more hours than anybody doing 40 hours a week. Mm -hmm. Okay, And they think we're bored. No, we are not bored. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's no reason to be bored as a mother. If you're bored as a mother, you're not doing something right. The kids mm -hmm. have too much to do. Um, but they target stay-at-home moms for the main reason that you can make gangster money being a stay-at-home mom doing this type of business. Mm -hmm. So they're going to target that one first because they think they have a little more time. They don't necessarily have more time. They just may reorganize it better. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want busy people. Busy people get things done. 
Bored people do not. I love the full-time workers coming to me. I love the stay-at-home moms. I love the doctors. I love the nurses. I'm a chemist and I did this. It, wouldn't, it isn't something I had my radar set on in right. any way, shape, or form. And I myself thought to myself, why would I want to do this? Only stay-at-home board moms do this. Right. Okay, so I had to learn, too, that that wasn't the case. It is a true form of business. It's a true form of capitalism. And you're going to start seeing major corporations going to this. Um, you have, um, I always say insurance companies are the first network marketers in the entire world. They yeah. build um, satellite teams mm -hmm. all over the world. That's exactly what a network marketing company does, build satellite teams all over the world. So if Arbonne, if someone wanted to be an Arbonne, then what, what is the first step they do? They have to go to Arbonne or find a person who's a, already a... How does that work? You'd have to find a representative. It doesn't. Yeah. You just don't go through the company. Call me. We'll give you my number at the end, <laughs> um, and we'll start you out. It's $79 to join, plus products to yeah. showcase. We do not um, have products on stock. I do not have... A garage full or a house full of products. You don't products. have to go and buy six thousand dollars and hopefully you sell it. <laughs> not at all. If not, you give away for the next fifteen years to your family at Christmas. Right. No, I have none of that. In fact, my only family member that gets it is my brother because he just wants me to give it to him. That's ah. just who he is. <laughs> no, we don't do that at all. It's basically we teach people how to take the normal everyday things they use in their house and teach others to do the same. Mm -hmm. Your shampoos, your conditioners, your vitamins, your protein powders, all these things. There's over 400 products. We're just replacing what you would normally buy and give to CVS and Walmart. You don't want to give your money to them. Give your money to yourself. Get paid on yourself and teach others to do the same. And then just like, you know, people say, keep it local. Yeah, keep it local. Exactly. Might as well. I mean, I always try to, if I can, uh, if there's something that I need, I would rather go to a, a local business versus, you know, the other, the other good reason is, let's say I go buy something from a, a, a big corporation, a fam nameless, faceless corporation. They don't care if I win or lose, but if you go and you buy something from a local business, they want you to come back and buy more stuff from them, so they're more likely to promote you, you know, at whatever your company is, so that, you know, you continue to be a customer for them. Exactly, and I am just a perfect example. I absolutely never buy my produce from a store. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, the excuse me, the produce stand that I go to is probably a good five, five miles away from my house, but I do it all the time because they're a small local business and they have the best produce and there's not something there that I always get. She actually finds it for me and then calls me up and says, hey, it's here. That's cool. Cynthia, do you have any plans for the summer or the rest or the uh, the summer's coming up? Do you have any plans for? Oh, the summer's here! Yay! Although they did shorten us for us this year, they took two weeks away That's from what I the heard. kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, now we're going on a cruise. Where are you going? Um, we are going to go to seven days on their Norwegian oh. um, escape, I believe it's called, um, to Nassau, to Tortula, which I've never been to, and to St. Thomas. So my kids have never been on a cruise, so it'll be fun. Yeah, I've never been on one either. Tell us about how to get in touch with you if they're if people are interested in figuring out more about how to work for themselves. Um, my am at Cynthia Factor, and it's spelled F-A-C-T-O-R, um, just like the old cosmetic company, Max Factor. <laughs> Cynthia Factor at myarbon.com. And we'll put that on the website link. And the number is 727-642-6883. And I do just want to emphasize something here. Um, again, I didn't think I would ever do this for a living. Um, it's too... It's too easy and it's too worth it not to. You're not going to be working a 40-hour work week anymore. I don't care who you are. And if you want to work for someone for the rest of your life, that's perfectly okay. But if you want to continue to earn money and give yourself a raise on a constant basis, this is the future. 
you see not only my company, but others out there that are doing this. It's the future of how people are working. Big corporations are not giving salaries anymore. They're giving um, compensation for how hard you work. Mm -hmm. um, I'd get in on this. Um, this is ground floor. We're not even um, outside of the U.S., only in a couple countries, and we're pulling out new, two, two new countries every year for 10 years. So it's worth it. It's something to look into. Yeah, um, as I always say, it may not be a fit for you. It may be a fit for you, but why not give yourself a chance to even see if it is? And we're always in favor of promoting choice here, choice in the choice. market, and then also examination of, uh, of philosophy. So, you know, you put your idea out there, you put your service out there, and may the best service win. And that's uh, that's what I think is good old fashioned capitalism brings everyone's. Uh, services and quality you have to compete against each other to make things better and then the consumer wins absolutely and and you need to think about too just with your business and with my business too is your health um, if, if you take one thing and you change it just one thing a day and change it just change your I'll give you a good example um, everybody a lot of people drink coffee I'm a big fan of coffee I love it but it's not good for you in large quality quantities um, one cup a day maybe but the truth is if you eat an apple first thing in the morning it gives you the same if not more amount of energy than a cup of coffee will do so I want everybody to at least try that <laughs> so try an apple a day and then call <laughs> Cynthia this is uh, Ask Dr. Tommy show and um, for all of you out there who are listening and you want to hear more Ask Dr. Tommy show go to AskDrTommy.com also you can listen on iTunes Cynthia, thank you for coming in today. Thank you and very sharing, much for having me. You're welcome. And thank you for sharing your uh, kind of uh, strategies for uh, excelling in, in your own personal life by uh, basically following your instincts. Uh, this is Ask Dr. Tommy Show. And until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. For more show news and information, go to AskDrTommy.com. And be sure to follow Dr. Tommy on Facebook at Echelon Health and on Twitter at Tampa Direct Care. To learn more about Echelon Health Concierge Medicine Practice, visit Echelon Health online at tampadirectcare.com.